0: Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Recovery Show, where we discuss practical, actionable steps for anyone who wants to achieve their dream of getting and staying well, happy and free from any form of alcohol dependence. Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Recovery Show. Today we're going to be talking about the upside of messing up. And how to turn your failure into success. We're going to take a deep dive into a topic that can derail many people's best efforts to get sober or stay sober. That's feeling bad about things we've done in the past, and it can be so intense that taking a drink to blot out painful emotions can seem appealing. But instead of drinking, let's look at messing up as part of the success of being alcohol-free. Making peace with the past, whether that past refers to yesterday or last year or decades ago, is crucial to comfortable long-term sobriety. Regret, guilt and shame are heavy emotions that can propel the best-intentioned person back into a downward spiral. This negative trajectory could show up as heavy drinking or a dry period of intense depression. So learning how to see messing up as a crucial part of the journey to sobriety can turn perceived failures into one of life's big successes. Regret It feels intense, sorrowful and painful. When we are locked into feelings of guilt or shame about a past action, it can feel like we are totally on our own, that no one else has done what we've done or felt the deep shame we might be feeling about an incident from our past. But you are not alone if you felt regretful. Apparently, 90% of the population has experienced this disturbing emotion at least one time or another. So, if you have suffered from feelings of regret, welcome to the human race. I haven't researched the figure coming up, but I would say confidently that 100% of the human race has messed up at some time or another. So, instead of seeing your mistakes as something that sets you apart and makes you weird, See your mistakes as something that actually bonds you with your fellow human beings. But before we go any further, let's get some clarity about the terms I'm using. Sometimes the words regret, shame or guilt are used almost interchangeably in casual conversation. But there is a difference. My understanding is that regret is a feeling of sorrow about something that's happened. This could be something we have little or no control over. For example, someone might have a sense of regret about events that happened in their younger lives that they had little control over. Guilt is a feeling we have when we take responsibility for an unfortunate or negative incident We might know that we've done something that goes against our ethics or our understanding of what's right or wrong. Feeling guilty can propel us towards positive action to put something right. So guilt does serve a function. But if we hang on to guilt unnecessarily, we could sink into feelings of shame. Shame is about feeling bad as a person. Often shame is linked to what other people think of us. Shame could stem from others' opinions of us. These could be people from our past, such as parents, teachers, a boss or family members. Sometimes parents or teachers use shame to try to teach a child a better way. Maybe this happened to you in the past. Most times, these adults were not being deliberately cruel. They just did what they had been taught to do themselves. Sometimes we might feel like something is inherently wrong with us and we don't even know why. A continued deep sense of vague shame needs to be addressed and it needs to be addressed robustly. This helps build our self-esteem and trust in ourselves if we can see ourselves as basically good, decent people who have the capacity to grow and change. So let's deal with shame first, very briefly. Shame is tightly correlated with addiction and it's a huge topic, so I can't do it justice here, but I just want to separate it out from regret and guilt. This is because if we feel guilty, we can take responsibility and make amends for what we've done wrong. And as regards regret, we can learn to live with a sense of regret about something that happened in our past. We can make some sort of peace with it. However, it is difficult to function as a psychologically healthy human being if you feel a sense of shame. Shame will not disappear by analysing it, but it will dissipate over time when we take the following steps. The first step is to be aware. Be aware of what shame feels like for you. Rather than have a vague sense of being just less than, try to pinpoint the exact feelings you have when shame comes up for you. For many people, it might feel like a sudden wash of heat flooding up from their gut, into their chest and up towards their face. Think about the last time you messed up. Perhaps if you made a mistake at work or had a prang in the car. When you've identified the feeling, talk to someone about it. Someone you trust who will be able to put the event into perspective. Reach out and share your feelings with others. Making this connection with another human being about aspects of our experience that we might want to hide and pull away from helps bring it all out into the light in a safe way. So make sure the person you confide in will be supportive and encouraging. Sharing feelings of shame makes us open and vulnerable So take care. But the effort to do it is well worth it. Sharing can lighten the load, help us feel connected and see the incident in a more balanced perspective. Is there an upside to feelings of shame? I would contend that being aware of these feelings in ourselves can help us to feel more compassion and empathy for others but only if we are aware of the feelings and we are working on them. Often the decision to go alcohol free is due to feeling guilty about actions or decisions taken in the past, particularly actions or decisions taken while under the influence of alcohol. Not always though, People can decide to stop drinking simply to improve their health or well-being or due to their beliefs or chosen lifestyle. I know that not everyone who stops drinking is full of angst about wonky decisions, choices or actions due to the effects of alcohol. But many of us have experienced these feelings that have pushed us towards making changes. For many people, regret or guilt about their behaviour has been the catalyst for change. This is a positive side of feeling guilty. It can propel us towards a new way of life. It can give us the nudge we need to make changes and become alcohol-free. So although guilt might feel painful it does do an effective job of helping us to find the motivation to change. However, for many people, feelings of guilt or regret just won't go away. Months, years or even decades after the act that is causing the pain has happened, the feelings of intense remorse are still there. Perhaps your mind goes into overdrive asking, Oh, if only I hadn't done that. Or plays out scenarios of what might have been if we hadn't taken a certain course of action. This can be the case for some people who discover the joys of sobriety later in life. It can be easy to look back at all the wasted years and feel a deep sense of regret about them. I've heard many people who got sober in their 40s or fifties or beyond, ask regretfully why? Why didn't I get sober earlier in life? The personal sorrow aroused by these types of thoughts needs to be dealt with. They need to be dealt with because the pain can get so intense a drink seems like a good option, or worse. So it was essential to look at these difficult feelings head on and learn how to cope with them and see the upside. Even if you do not feel particularly regretful about your drinking past, do listen on. Sometimes, with the clarity of continued sobriety, these sorts of feelings can arise as the so-called pink cloud of early sobriety dissipates. So be prepared for feelings of regret, guilt or shame. They might pop up at a later point on your sober journey. In our Western culture, regret is frowned upon. We are encouraged to live life to the full without regret and root out any regrets we do have. We are used to being able to change things, to change ourselves and solve problems but sometimes we can't and that's hard for us to accept. Unfortunately we can't go back in time and redo the action. We can't take back the harsh words from an argument or rewind the tape and not get drunk, crash the car or create some other type of car crash in our lives. Not being able to change the past even though we desperately want to is hard and that's one of the reasons regret can feel so painful. The inability to go back in time and change it or make it all better is particularly difficult for people who have a perfectionist streak or those who like to be in control. Perfectionists and control freaks want to fix anything that's gone wrong. But we can't go back in time and fix what we've done. We can't erase it. It has happened. And instead of wanting it to just go away... Or delete it, we have to learn to live with it. This goes against how we usually deal with problems in our culture. Of course if you've messed up you can do what you can do to put things right. Taking some action to put right what you've messed up is the positive result of some of these difficult feelings. You might be urged to pay the debt, offer an apology or make any physical repairs needed. This is making amends. It can certainly help ease the intensity of feelings around regret, but it can never erase the fact that what happened has happened. I would contend that you cannot erase it from your memory, and neither should you try. You will have learned valuable lessons from the mistakes, so it's helpful to remember them in a constructive way. For many people they might want to rewind the tape and erase what happened but they won't want to have erased all the lessons learned. As I've said, guilt has a function. It makes us acknowledge the pain or damage our actions have caused and it urges us to change our future behaviour to avoid making the same mistakes again. It can motivate us to take more helpful pro-social actions such as apologising. Seeing regret in this light helps ease it a little. The bad feelings have done their job, so we can be free to move on. But of course, it's more complex than this. What if you get really stuck with these painful feelings and find it hard to let them go? That's easier said than done. But, as I've already hinted, regret is a universal human emotion. The only people who never feel regret are psychopaths or sociopaths. So if you are caught in a web of these sorts of heavy feelings, you can at least comfort yourself that you are not pathological. You are normal if you feel sad about something that you've done that was less than what you would have expect of yourself now. We should feel pain if we do something wrong, but we don't have to hate on ourselves. It is okay to have compassion for your younger self who made the mistakes. You were doing your best with what you had at the time. So ease up on the self-loathing and give yourself some slack. Even if you did something really bad, doing something bad does not make you a bad person. See yourself as a human being who's made mistakes. You are not alone in that Not one person on this planet has not made mistakes, so welcome to the human race. Part of being human is being vulnerable and imperfect, so allow yourself this luxury. Acknowledge your imperfections. When interacting with another person whom you trust, you can share your vulnerabilities This is what builds trust and authenticity in relationships. It will help you forge closer and warmer relationships. After all, being in a relationship with a paragon of virtue or a saint is not much fun, so you don't need to pretend to be one. By sharing your regrets with other people whom you're close to and feel comfortable with, You are actually strengthening your bond with them by communicating from the heart about what's really going on for you. By doing this, you will realise that you are not on your own. This sense of connectedness and acceptance can help ease the pain of regret. And it can build relationships. It can build that trust and closeness. So this is an upside of messing up. By sharing with other people how we've messed up, we build that trust. Sometimes we can look back at a past action and see how ridiculous or silly or misguided it was. And if you can see the funny side of an event, try to laugh at yourself if you can. This can help too. Also, if you are beating yourself up for not taking a course of action you now think might have had preferable outcomes... Perhaps you are falling into a trap of thinking that the grass is greener on the other side. It might seem that if we'd chosen A over B, A would have worked out better. But would it really? How do you know that for sure? It can be human nature to think the road not travelled would have been the one with all the good stuff, but not necessarily. Well, thank you for staying with me this far. I'm nearly finished, but just to recap on the material covered today, the main takeaway is to be aware of the array of feelings discussed today and be open to the idea that they actually do have an upside. Part of those upsides can be building empathy with and for others. You don't have to force feelings away, but if you can be brave enough to look at them, Laugh at yourself if you can. If you feel guilty about something you've done wrong, take action, even just a small one, to put it right, or at least apologise. If you are aware of feelings of shame, watch what triggers them. Register how it feels and talk to someone about your feelings. Share the details of the event that triggered the feeling of shame and get an outside perspective on it. The intensity of the emotions discussed today can help us to A. Change our behaviour as needed B. Make amends if required and C. Build connections with others. In short, turning our failures into successes. And lastly, if you are feeling bad about something you did in the past allow time to work a little magic Over time, events can lose their initial sting. We're not talking about forgetting them or erasing them from your memory. But just that initial pain will dissipate. And in the meantime, bring awareness to your feelings, your interactions and your responses, and keep sharing with others. This connection can lift us out of these difficult feelings that can isolate us, and could lead us right back to a drink. So if you've messed up, and who hasn't, I hope today's episode helps you to feel a bit better, and that you can take away a few tips to help you stay alcohol-free. Until next week, thanks so much for being here. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.